Great. A blessed Sabbath, everyone. It's great to be here. Um, it's a privilege to worship together. Uh, we were here um, right after uh, we got married. And at that time, uh, Sam had no baby. And um, James and his wife also had no baby. But now I see more babies. And Andrew was actually very little. He climbed up me like I was a tree. And, but now I see him very, uh, maturely doing the audio visual in the back. So, you know, if my sound doesn't come out, Andrew. Uh, so it's great to be here. Um, as Pastor Chinha said, my wife and I, we pastor at a church in Riverside, California, which is, um, you, you may not have heard of Riverside, but I'm sure a lot of you heard of Loma Linda. It's, uh, we live in Loma Linda. Um, our church is about 20 minutes away, and my wife works at Loma Linda, and so we've been living there for many years, and we, um, our church is just about 20 minutes away. We pastor at a Korean church. Um, but we pastor to the English-speaking congregation of the Korean church. So Korean churches have two services, a lot of them, because a lot of them are second-generation um, Koreans that live in the States as well. And so uh, we have an English-speaking Korean congregation and also a Korean-speaking Korean congregation that worships in Korean. So we have two simultaneous uh, services every Sabbath uh, going on. Um, also, I think I was going to share something else. Oh, yeah. So I actually was going to show pictures and things like that, but I, I, I brought my iPhone, Apple um, Photos album on an external hard drive that I use it with my computer at home, and I realized it won't open in my laptop here because it's not updated. So anyways, I wanted to show a picture of um, Pastor Jenna and the family at our church in Riverside. Uh, she preached the last time she came, and... I was taking a picture in front of this pulpit before I preached today because my wife said, honey, that's the pulpit that Ellen White preached. You need to take a picture with it. So I posed and I, pre- I took a picture. But I, the reason I, I wanted to share that is because our church that I pastor at there, that built that, that church, the original church there, Ellen White also visited that church too. Twice, they said. So we have a connection. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, it's, it's, it's a great honor to be here. Uh, Australia is a wonderful and beautiful country. Uh, we avoided, we try to avoid winter in California, whatever winter is over there. Because it's pretty cold, you know, it gets pretty cold. You know, it almost reached zero, you know, a few, a couple weeks ago. So we're like, we're going to go to Australia where it's summer, you know, where it's warm. So I only pack shorts and t-shirts. But then the last two days have not felt like summer here. Um, we went to, we had a privilege of going to the uh, Australian Open yesterday. Ah, yes. And we saw um, Carlos Alcaraz. Yeah. Uh, Micah, no, Joshua and Micah and my son, they all had these little balls that we bought for like highly overpriced, you know. And we, we, they, couple of, two of them got actually his signature 
afterwards. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. And so it was a great experience. We had a wonderful time there. Um, so yeah, it's been, uh, we're, we're off to a great start here. So anyways, today I wanted to share a little bit about my journey and my life. Um, and with prayer that Lord will speak to all of us here uh, through me. So uh, let's actually pray before we start. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity to share. Uh, may your spirit fill us here. Um, and may your Holy Spirit um, be with every single one of us, including me. And may my words be your words. And that you will fill us and overfill us with you at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. So I was born in South Korea. In a house built with um, clay and straws. I know, I'm not that old, but... My parents chose to be there. So it's very interesting because my parents met in the States, in the United States, and they got married in L.A. And then my dad is a very, very, um, like, passionate patriot, patriot, right? So he's, he, he took my pregnant mother and he says, our child must be born in our motherland. So he took her to Korea. And... Um, we went, and then my, my, both my parents, uh, were actually, uh, very, very, uh, um, interested, passionate about country living. And so, I don't know if some of you may heard in the States, they have these, um, uh, uh, um, institutes that are like, uh, natural, um, healing kind of institutes called like Wildwood or Weimar. Like my parents, my childhood, I, I grew up there, um, farming and homeschooling um, at a at a little um, you know institute. Uh, my parents, as I said, were green card holders. Uh, they lived in the states before, and so we actually. So, in, if you are a green card holder in the states in those days, we couldn't leave live out of the states for more than a year, right? You still have to you have to come back. So every year, uh, I remember coming and visiting. Um, my mom's siblings that live in the States just to make sure my green card doesn't get taken away from us. And so my first visit was when I was like three years old. And whenever I came three years old and whenever I came to the States, I actually tried to attend school. Um, but in Korea, I, I just did homeschooling. And growing up uh, in Korea, I had a lot of uh, frustrations and um you know, feeling like left out because I was homeschooled and everybody else around me um, were, they were actually going to school. And so a lot of them had their friends at school. And so they, like when I, when I would go to church or wherever, I wouldn't really feel included because all they talk about was school and they hang out with their school friends and things like that. But not just that, um, my, my dad especially and my mom too, she supported this idea of like ultra conservative home where you got to raise your kids really, really conservative. So I'm talking like two meals a day, a vegan diets, like no sweets, no TV, no movies, obviously. Um, you know, in Koreans, we eat, we eat a lot of kimchi, right? Um, I didn't grow up eating kimchi because my dad thought the, the spice is bad for you. It's, it's so I didn't eat kimchi. Um, you know, in Sabbath, there's like so many more no's, right? I didn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't do anything. Um, just, just really, really, uh, like sheltered, conservative home. Uh, my, my dad was also quite a bit 
you know, a traditional Korean person where, you know, he, a Korean ma- male, you know, I, I felt like he didn't always treat my mom well. Uh, I remember growing up thinking, like, I would never be a husband like my dad, you know. And so during my time in the countryside, I, I experienced a um, lot of different things, um, living in a place where obviously there's no electricity, um, sudden tragedies. One time our house caught on fire because they put the, 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 the wood that was supposed to heat up the house a certain way where the fire came out and then caught fire and then the entire house just burnt down because you couldn't get, you know, help. Um, I remember just in the middle of the night, my parents just saying, you need to get up right now. And we climbed out through the window and just like we barely saved ourselves because we got out. Um, and so obviously, you know, praise God that nothing happened and nobody died. Right. But um, nobody got hurt either. We all, you know, God preserved our lives. But, um, you know, it's important that I realize when we these things happen in our lives, we continue to trust in God's uh, leading and his promise. Isaiah 43, 2, it says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. So God does not say that we will not encounter rivers or fires. He only promises that he will be with us and protect us. And praise God for his promises and protections. So as you fast forward a little bit, um, you know, I, I obviously I was homeschooled for when I was younger. And then later on when I, become, when I became middle school age, I really wanted to leave home. I didn't want to stay in this, the, 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 the really conservative, you know, environment of my home. So I really wanted to leave. So in middle school, I, I said that I want I want to go to the States. So I, I moved to the state by myself and live my, with my aunt um, in Southern California. And so I, I went to middle school for like a year there. And then I went to a boarding academy for high school. Um, for four years, I went to a boarding academy in Canada. And I it was also a very, very conservative um, academy. I don't know. Um, and I went to school there and I, although it was extremely conservative, I really enjoyed it because it was better than my house. Right. And so, uh, it was like an academy where you work half the day and you study the other half the day. And in the summertime, they offer summer work program where you could work in the farm in the summertime and you can make your own tuition money for your school. And obviously, I, me growing up in the country, like the farm work was like what I do, right? So the farm manager and I were very, very close and I worked all summer. I never went home in the summers because, you know, I'd rather work here, make money for my own tuition so that money will not be an issue for me to not go to school here. So I you know, did a lot of weeding, a lot of gardening, a lot of um, pruning, a um, lot of even just heavy equipment driving with tractors and, you know, uh, ex- excavators and bulldozers and all those things. And I had a very interesting um, experience uh, from my high school, but I really, really enjoyed it um, for the most part because I was away from home and then I was able to, you know, enjoy life a little better. Um, my, my, 
my family during my high school years had moved back to the States and they were living in Southern California in a really deserty area. And um, I graduated from my high school, so then I came back home. And for my college, my dad also tried to send me to this ultra-conservative college um, in uh, East Coast of, of, of the state. Some of you guys may have heard of this college called Heartland College. And so they were trying to, my dad, so I applied there. And I got accepted with, like, academic probation because they didn't, I guess, they didn't like what I wrote on the, you know, <laughs> the statement or something. And so I was about to go there. And then, um, you know, I had a talk with one of the local pastors of a Korean church. And he convinced me to not go ultra-conservative system all your life. So I think you need to really branch out. Actually... Um, encouraged me to say, he's like, why don't you come and help me at my local church do my ministry and see if you want to do you know, pastoral ministry as part of your, your job. And, I, and, th- and then he said, just attend the local university, which happened to be La Sierra University, which is a um, in Southern California, right next to Loma Linda, you guys may have heard. It's not Adventist University, but it's known to be one of the most liberal universities in the Adventist world. So I went from like ultra conservative to just the total opposite, um, you know, spectrum of, of teaching. My first year there, they was teaching about evolution and how true it is. And they were talking about universal salvation. And, you know, people were doing stuff next to my dorm room that I've never smelled or seen before. I mean, it was just like a huge culture shock. And then I went to worship. I'm only used to singing with, you know, piano and maybe a little bit of guitar. And then I went to the university worship and they had a full out band with like smoke machines. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. And I got really, really uh, shocked. And I was feeling like, wow, this is something really different. And then um, a couple years passed by, and I actually became very grateful for my leading, for God leading me to La Sierra. I realized for many, many years, or maybe even all my life till then, I was living in a small bubble, uh, never exposed to anything else other than this bubble that my parents introduced me to. Um, But then... La Sierra kind of popped that bubble and showed me that God is so much greater, so much bigger than what I was taught. And because I went to La Sierra, I was able to see um, that we can't really put God in a box. And that I I couldn't really limit what God can do. And we limited God, but then God is really unlimited, right? It really helped me to better understand a variety of other people and their perspectives and also defend how I believe and what I believe as true. It also helped me to understand my father better as to why he was so strict and scary at times and authoritative. authoritative. And then I started to um, understand bit by bit a life spiritual well-being. Because he was so so strong and so, um, you know, 
he was just he really hammered in the basics of foundations. My life was founded in that faith, where no matter where I was put, I was able to stand firm and to really、um, be who I、um, believed I should be, and then not be shaken because of certain different perspectives or different、um, teachings that I may have gotten. So I, you know. Although I disliked my father in many different ways, and I questioned him in many different ways while I was growing up, I never doubted his love for me and his love for God. And those two things, I never had a doubt about it. Sometimes people are misled to dislike God because they don't understand Him. And just like how I disliked my father growing up because I truly Didn't understand who he was, so then they only see God as someone strict or someone who is limiting what they want to do. But however, that is not who God is, right? God is someone who loves us dearly and wants the best out of us. And what may seem like limitations that God puts on us are actually what enables us to enjoy freedom. Going back to my college years, during my third year in college, I visited my parents' home on one of the weekends. My parents' home was about an hour away, hour and a half away drive. And on Sunday morning, October seventeenth, two thousand four, I woke up to the sound of my mother just screaming, just screaming, yelling, and just like hysterical. She was yelling for me to come outside because something terrible happened. So I ran out, and there was something terrible—a construction accident、uh, that my father was doing. I was working on a construction project outside of our property, and、uh, the accident had took his life. So what my father was actually doing was. Um, in America, I'm sure you have it here too. We have these thing called、um, trailer homes, where you bring in bring in like a semi, and they bring in like one half of home, and they bring in another half of home, and they bring it to the property, and they、um, you know jack it up, and then they kind of match it like a Lego, and then it becomes a home, <laughs> you know. And so my dad had brought those two trailer homes, two halves. And then he was using the jack underneath to put the home, like to you know, put it together. And the jack slipped, and then it crushed him. So I had to run out, and I had to put the jack and lift the trailer home again, and then drag his body out. And as you can imagine, it was one of the most, actually, it was the most traumatic experience of my life. I had two younger siblings. One is seven years younger than I am. Another one is eleven years younger. Experience allowed me to become a person who deeply cares for those who have lost someone. My first full-time pastoral experience was a Korean church in Loma Linda, and shortly after I started, one of the members lost their father due to lung cancer. He had two children. Both college age. I had the privilege of being in the hospital hospital room right next to his son. It was just me and his son. And as he sat by the bedside, the father breathed his last breath. 
few years ago, one of my friends lost their four-year-old child to a drowning accident. And my family was able to go and console them because I, too, have gone through a traumatic loss. At the current church I serve now, a number of people have lost their parents way earlier than planned. And I found myself being able to connect with these people in a special way. Recently, one of my members' father unexpectedly passed away through a heart attack. And of course, I may not know exactly how he feels, but I can definitely share his grief. So experiencing death is a part of my story, my journey. But not just experiencing death, but growing in Christ through the traumatic and tragic experience is a part of my story. Learning about the God who also has lost his only begotten son. Trusting and believing that God is the same God to us today. Sharing that experience, that God, with others. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Trusting fully in that God and not leaning unto my own understanding or the world's understanding. Trusting in the God in all circumstances and trusting that he will direct my path. That trust has gotten me this far. God has blessed me with an amazing wife, with a precious child. He has blessed me with an amazing extended family, Micah and Joshua's family. I can truly say that God has been good to me and blessed beyond measure. So today, maybe your journey has been a journey of valleys and tunnels that you can't really see the light or even his plan. And I encourage you to continue to trust in him with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. As you put your trust fully in him, he will direct your path. And you will learn that even the most traumatic, dark, difficult times of your life is something that God can use for his purpose and plan. To witness for him. Have a blessed Sabbath. Father God, life is worth the living because you lived. Lord, today, as we are gathered here today, there are people here with, with prayer requests, with hearts burdened for your care and your love, and your intervention. Lord, there are people here that are struggling, that are prayer requests that I've prayed for for many, many years, people with family members that are ill, people with just really um, having a difficult time in their life. I want to uplift all of them to you today. Help us to always continue to trust in you and allow you to direct our path. In Jesus' name, amen.